0: reading from the holy gospel according to matthew at the sides of the crowds jesus's heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd then he said to his disciples the harvest is abundant but the laborers are few so ask the master of the harvest, to send out laborers to he, for his harvest. Then he summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the twelve apostles are this: First, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve after instructing them thus, Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse lepers. Drive out demons. Without cost, you have received. Without cost, you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: This month we're reflecting especially on the family. We've been speaking about different dimensions of that, different aspects of the family that we learned from the different celebrations. We celebrated the first Sunday, that Trinity Sunday, and we looked at the family as an image of the Trinity. And last Sunday, Corpus Christi, we looked at how the body of Christ unites us in a special way, speaking about the union in the family. And this Sunday is Father's Day. And we see in the gospel a lot of things that Jesus teaches about being a father. In the very first line of the gospel, it says this. It says, At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. You can picture that loving gaze of Jesus on this multitude. He sees their hearts. He sees them. He sees that they're lost. Maybe they don't have orientation for their lives. Seeking meaning, he sees their longings that, ha- that they have in their hearts. And Jesus' response is to call men to be shepherds, to be fathers for them. And, that, and that's why he calls his apostles. This is, a very, this is a very true reality as well in our society. In a very literal way, in one study it said that 43% of children in the United States live without their fathers, live in homes without their fathers. And in the same study, it goes to show the consequences of that. 85% of children with behavioral disorders, it said, come from those fatherless homes. And it shows just the, the necessity of fathers. Jesus had called these men to be spiritual fathers, but there's also a need for fathers whether that's biological or by adoption, that father figure. and In this gospel, we can see these three important aspects of what it means to be a father in whatever way that Jesus is calling men to be fathers here. First of all, what it says is that Jesus spent time with his disciples. In this gospel, it says he summoned his 12 disciples, but in another gospel, in the gospel of Mark, It gives even more detail to this calling. It says, he appointed 12, whom he also named apostles, that they might be with him. Before sending them out to do anything, he called them just simply to be with him. Jesus spent a lot of time with his disciples. He walked with them, he accompanied them, because he knew how important it it was for them just to be with him, to walk with him. And that's so important for fathers as well, how important it is to spend time with your children, how important that is. Just this past week or two weeks ago, I was speaking with a young father. And at his work, they were asking him to work more and more and more. He was getting to the point where he was working 16 to 18 hours a day, long, long hours. He was leaving to go to work before his kids were even out of bed, and he was coming back. They were already asleep. And he said, well, I thought it was just going to be for a little while that I would be working this hard and then I'd be able to like drop down, you know, maybe I needed to just do this for a little while. And so he was kind of pressured into doing that until one day he went to to work. He left super early in the morning to be able to get a lot of work done because like he said at like 8 or 9 a.m., all the emails start coming in with all these requests that he has to do. And so he was trying to get this presentation done. And he got a text message at like 11 a.m. that morning from his father-in-law saying, hey, happy birthday to your son. And He said that he forgot that it was his son's birthday because he had been working so much. He would got so caught up in that. And the next week, he he resigned. He quit his job. He told him, "I, I can't do this. This is taking me away from my family. I need to spend more time with my family. And he did that. He said he's, he's, he felt so much peace after doing that, making that sacrifice to spend time with his kids. And that, that is something really important. It's easy. It's easy for fathers to maybe be working hard all day, come home, you're tired, you just say, I just want to turn on the TV or relax or do something on the phone or read, whatever it may be. Kids, leave me alone. You know, give me some peace. When what they really need is that time with their fathers. that's It's so important. Children value that so much, and I meet so many fathers who by the time their children grow up and leave the house, one of their biggest regrets is not spending more time with their children. And they say that to me, Father, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids when they were younger. That's so important. A second thing that Jesus shows in this gospel is that he leads by example when he's with his disciples. In that quality time that he has with them, he leads by example. In this gospel, we started with Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, but the verse right before that, verse 35, it says this It says, Jesus went around to all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness. His disciples saw him do so many things, they heard him, they learned from his example. You you can picture all the things that his disciples saw and heard of Jesus as they were walking with him. They saw him at Nazareth when he was rejected by his own people and how he handled that rejection. They saw how he was capable of sacrifice. They saw the way that he treated women. They saw the way that he respected people, that he loved people, that he was compassionate for those who were in need, that he sometimes set his own desires maybe aside to be able to minister to the people in front of him that needed him. At that moment, they, they saw all those things. They saw him curing. They heard him preaching how he was teaching them. And they just soaked it in. They took it in. Children do the same thing. Boy, they pay attention to their moms and their dads. They pay attention to their fathers, to what they're saying, to what they're doing. If they're doing the same thing that they're saying, if they're doing the same thing that they're teaching the children to do. I think a really good example of this is St. John Paul II. He was known to be a man of prayer, even when he was a pope with so many demands in his time, busy, busy days. They would say that he'd take hours a day to pray, to be in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And one person asked him, they asked him, where did you learn to pray? They asked Pope John Paul II. And you know what he said? I learned from my dad. That's what he said. Pope John Paul II, he lost his mom when he was just eight years old. And he grew up with his dad and he said that he would wake up and he would go into his dad's room and he'd find him kneeling down next to his bed praying. He said how much that that struck him, how much that stuck with him. As a little boy, seeing his dad pray, they'd go to mass together. His dad would take him with him to go to mass and he'd see him praying there. And he said he took all that in, he learned from his dad how important it was to pray. And boy, is that true for kids, right? How important that is that their dads, because sometimes I talk, with, I talk with some young men and they'll say how their moms, when they were growing up, would say, okay, we need to pray or we need to go to Mass, and the kids, no, we don't want to go, but then when the dad would come, hey, we're going to Mass, okay, we're going to Mass, <laughs> they, they'd listen to their dad when their dad said, hey, it's time to go to Mass, or it's time to pray as a family, and he'd gather them, they would gather as a family, they pray, that was so important for these young men that I talked to, to have their dads be the one to call them to pray or to be able to go to Mass. And then lastly, in the third place, Jesus empowers them and sends them out. So he, he spends time with them. He leads by his example. But then he sends them out to do the very same thing. Look at what it says in this Gospel. It says, Jesus sent out these 12 after instructing them thus. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. Look at how all these things that Jesus is saying for them to now do, he did it first, he showed them. But then he sends them out, he empowers them. One of the biggest questions I think that we all have, but especially children when they're growing up is, do I have what it takes and I do this, especially before a risk or a challenge that they have to make, and their dad needs to be the one to say, you've got it. You can do it. I believe in you. Go for it. Dads can, in a special way can empower their children. Fathers can empower the children to be able to do that. That's what Jesus did. He sent them out. You can do it. You can imagine Peter or James, John, Andrew, one of them going out And they meet the first sick person. And they're saying, oh man, can I do this? Can I cure this person? But then they remember, no, Jesus told me I could. And so then they do it. And then it says that they came back in the Gospel of Luke. It tells about the disciples coming back after they've done all these things. And it says, this is what they said to Jesus. Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. And Jesus says, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you. And at that very moment, in the holy, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you've hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you've revealed them to the childlike. Look at that, look at that fatherly attitude, how Jesus was a father to them. He sends them out and then when they come back, he knows how to rejoice with them. Isn't that so good for fathers to be able to celebrate those victories with their kids? Be able to say, good job, you did it. I told you you could do it. Celebrate those victories. That's so important. So putting this all together for us today, this Father's Day, all of us have fathers here. And it's such an important day to be able to thank God for our fathers. No matter what, our fathers aren't perfect. We know that. No father's perfect. Only Jesus is a perfect father to his disciples. Our fathers aren't perfect. The father's here. We're not perfect either. But we can thank God for our fathers. We can pray for our fathers. If need be, we can forgive our fathers as well on this day. But thank them for giving us the gift of life. But also in a special way, Jesus calls on all of us to pray For those that he's calling to be shepherds, shepherds to his people, those that he's calling to be priests, those that he's calling to be fathers to many people, just like he called his apostles to pray for that, to pray for those young men who Jesus is calling, maybe young boys already that he's starting to call in their hearts to be shepherds for his people. It's an amazing calling, amazing calling to be a shepherd after the heart of Christ, just like he was to be a father for many And we pray for that. We need to pray. Pray for that, that those young men, that those boys can hear that calling and they can respond to Jesus just like his apostles said, here I am, here I am, Lord, send me. I'll be that shepherd for your people.